after these messages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Happy holidays, everybody, and welcome to After These Messages, the podcast where we talk about TV commercials. Of course, in that Christmas spirit this week, we'll be talking about the nice ones, the naughty ones, and, of course, the ones where people say weird shit like this. This would be the ideal sweater to give someone, you know, an aunt, an uncle, grandpa, grandma that has type 2 diabetes. <laughs> That's a very specific sweater we're talking about there. My name is Andrew Walsh, and I'm here with Genevieve Has. We are your co-hosts. Hi, Genevieve. Hi, Andrew. So this is a very Christmas-themed after these messages this week. What do we got coming up? Uh, we've got a bunch of Christmas ads we want to talk about. Uh, Christmas ads that uh, caught our attention, uh, that we liked, uh, that gave us uh, food for thought. And then a discussion about uh, the difference between European and UK Christmas ad traditions and US ad traditions. Yeah, it's, it's very different and it's very interesting. We'll get to that in a little bit. Plus, I think you have a special edition of Name That Voice Actor, I understand. Yes. And I guess that's where you will be putting me on the spot. and being... You've been so great. I, I mean, know. I'm not even worried. What I'm three for three right now, right? right. And yeah. you have how many? How many um, spots do you have me guessing this Just week? Just one. Okay. All right. So will but I it be? Is a, but it is a lady. Oh, that's right. You think that I won't be able to recognize female voice actors as well as male. We will see. Um, speaking of male-female relations, uh, the ad council wrote in this week, and we got uh, one note that kind of. Questions whether or not we were caught gender stereotyping when we were dissecting one of the Darth Vader ads last yeah, week. Yeah, I think we were pretty thoroughly busted, actually. Yeah, all right, we'll get to that in just a second. First, though, let's talk Christmas. Ho, 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 who's that kid with the Oreo cookies eating all the luscious chocolate, licking all the creamy middles? Oh, I remember that ad from my childhood. Do you remember this one, Genevieve? I sure do, yeah. The, the little kid is, like, wait, waiting up for Santa, and then uh, Santa comes and has the Oreo cookies. It was a good ad. Yeah, the boy has, like, a bunch of cookies next to him waiting for Santa. Maybe he's trying to trap Santa into, like, I guess, he's trying to trap him into a, a, a Santa sighting. Basically, yeah. right? I think he has a pit trap. <laughs> yes, but waiting then he, for him. he falls asleep like so many <laughs> guards do when trying to spy Santa Claus. And then Santa comes, eats the Oreos, and never, never uh, a sighting to be had. I, I'm still convinced he exists, though. All right, let's get out of the past here and talk about what we're seeing today. Um, one ad. Uh, let's just say it. This is probably my favorite Christmas ad that I've been seeing um, lately. And it is, of course, it's a good ad because basically if you hire a couple of great comedians, a couple of sketch comedians, and if you like their show, you're going to like the ads that they're in. In this case, I'm talking about Carrie Brownstein and Fred Armisen, of course, of Portlandia fame. And this ad is for Old Navy, and it's called Kids Table. I hope that you guys have seen this one. If you haven't, look it up right now. We'll be posting all of these, as we always do, to our Facebook page so you can watch it. There's an extended cut. Here's one interesting thing about this. No, you know what? This is the thing. I'm going to continue on my train of thought, but I'm probably starting with the least interesting thing. I just, <laughs> this is what I do in radio and in life. But there are two versions of this. As we've discussed often, we will see the 30-second version on TV, and then you can go online and watch like a two-minute version or something like that. I saw the 30-second version of this one first, 
and I loved it. And then I went online and I watched the extended version, and it's not as good. And I, I got to say, this is a shout out to all the editors of the world. Like sometimes you take something, you cut out all of the fat, you get it down to the those sizzling thirty seconds, and it's so much more punchy. Yeah, it's funny. You, you had the opposite experience uh, that I had. I watched the long version first, and it's. Two, two minutes, two minutes, 30 of Carrie Brownstein and Fred Armisen riffing, basically. I mean, they're clearly just improvising with these uh, other actors. And it's it's actually like no individual moment is bad or not funny. I mean, they're very funny people. But I think you're exactly right. Distilling it down to the funniest 30 seconds makes it a much stronger ad. And so that's it makes sense. That's what ends up on TV. But I, it's kind of maybe a separate discussion and maybe not for today. But I got all the time in the world. What's on your mind, kiddo? <laughs> I, I do kind of think it's interesting. As we've been doing this show, we go to YouTube and you can find almost any ad that's aired on TV on YouTube. But for these ads that are highly produced like Old Navy, uh, you can almost always find an extended version that's mm-hmm. that's a couple of minutes long. And I think it's kind of an interesting question. Like, what's the value of putting that out there? You know, I guess, it, I mean, if they, if you film it, you might as well air it. It's it's free to put it on YouTube. But are they getting any kind of more brand recognition? Is it getting more eyeballs? Like, are they, is there value for them in putting out this longer, less edited version? And I think in some cases, those longer versions do hit TV and then they scale them back later. I Sometimes, think you see yeah. That they'll, for like during Super a, Bowl, like, right? Right. During a, big, during a big media event or a big, uh, a big live television event, you might get the long version and then you'll see like a scaled back version later. But why don't you play the, sh- the 30 second version? Yeah. It's so pretty you, funny. You might have to help me set this up a little bit because the conceit is actually somewhat troubling when you see the vi- the visuals that go along with it. But basically, Carrie Brownstein and Fred Armisen show up at a holiday party, but they are relegated to the kids' table. And the ad is called Kids' Table. And basically... They are not dressed well enough. They're basically dressed like kids, maybe, and so I think they're dressed a bit out of style. He he's dressed kind of schlubbly in a, frankly, what looks like an old navy zip up hoodie. I'm almost positive that's an old navy yeah. hoodie. And she's dressed just sort of frumpily in a in a tweed blazer. She just she doesn't look frumpily to me. That's why I say it's so much. <laughs> she doesn't look frumpily. She doesn't look frumpily to me, uh, <laughs> and, and that's why I think it's, it's problematic. Because I mean, I'm not saying that she's the height of style, but she's just kind of dressed like I don't know. Maybe you would see someone in an office place, Yeah, but I place, had to browbeat right? you into wearing jeans and a blazer last night. No, so. that's true. That's that's true. Let's not make this personal, Genevieve. <laughs> so they are invited to this party, but they are relegated to the kids' table because they are not stylish enough. And my favorite line comes right at the beginning when the host says, you guys have to sit here. And I think Fred Armisen says, but there's plenty of room at the big table. And she's like, yeah, I know, right? So sorry we have no more room at the grown-up table. Get on down. There's two chairs right there. <laughs> I know, right? A piece of advice. Step up your style. It's the holidays. You look amazing. They do look much nicer than us. Look how much fun they're having. What are you talking about? Me? They can't hear you. Janice. Steve. David. Tony. David. Tony. Guys. What? There's this huge holiday sale going on at Old Navy. Entire store's up to 60% off. Get some new clothes. Bam. You're in. Let's go now. We're a holiday miracle. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess it's clear. I probably should have said so at the kids' tables. This one kid who gives them fashion advice, clearly, and that advice is to go to Old Navy. I got to say, her shouting, Tony, Tony. She's so great. She's just so great. What I what I love about this commercial is that they somehow thread this great needle of, like, even though the hosts who are seating these adult guests at the kid tables should probably be the villains, mm-hmm. you somehow don't root against the hosts, and you're you're sort of with them 
uh, throughout the story, and 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 you the takeaway is yeah, you guys need to go get some better clothes. Yeah, and that makes sense because that's kind of the conceit of Portlandia, right? They never <laughs> in Portlandia they're rarely playing the characters you root right. for. Like they're right. always playing the obnoxious person in or some the way sli- or another. Yeah, the slightly sort of. Um, the the people who who aren't quite with you, uh, yeah, I agree. Right, bicycle rights, bicycle rights. <laughs> uh, this next ad uh, was one that you stumbled upon. I have not seen it on TV yet. I know that you came across it online. I don't know what markets it's airing in, but it's called Vegan Christmas, and it's uh, a Hallmark ad. So I guess it's for ornaments, right? That's right, or anything at the Hallmark store. You know, uh, greeting card, little ornaments. Uh, I actually love this ad because it's surprisingly daring for I think for Hallmark so uh, good on you it made me laugh so we have a family that is seated around you know a big holiday table for the holiday meal and we're talking we see several generations here I guess you have the um, middle-aged mother and father they have some you know I don't know kids who are like 10 or 11 years old or something like that and then there's the patriarch one you know one of their fathers I think it's the wife I guess father. it's the wife's father and he's at the head of the table and she's uh, doling out the dishes fantastic dig in everyone happy holidays honey the food looks fantastic the coconut oil makes the vinegar what, what's this that is seaweed and lavender and this here? I mean, it's a tofu brick with scallion wash. I'll tell you what, I'll just have the ham. Pass the ham, please. Dad, we're not having ham this year. What do you mean you don't have ham? It's Christmas. We decided as a family to go vegan this year. In fact, most of this has been grown right in our own backyard. You snipped it today. Sweetheart, you need some money for the no. ham. Is it a money thing? Hurry. Dad. Where's the ham? Dad, H-A-M, ham. Okay. Somewhere there's got to be ham. In Dad. If your mother was alive today, she'd roll over in a grave. <laughs> That's a great line. That's my favorite line from the ad. So just to catch you guys up, since you're not seeing the visuals, so the um, father or grandfather gets up and goes to the fridge. He's now rooting around the house looking for some sort of ham product, and he opens up the refrigerator and... All you see are like raw vegetables and bottles of fresh, veggie, freshly yeah, veggie kale juice. juice. Right, exactly. Let there be ham. No ham. No ham. But I got you this. It's a little pig ornament <laughs> from Hallmark. Yeah, and she holds it up and they have a nice little moment and then this happens. <laughs> I wish I could eat it. <laughs> Me too. That little line at the end confuses the hell out of me it throws the whole i i find this ad really charming i really like and again if it's not on in a market near you go to our facebook page and watch it it's a it's a well done little ad with nice little moments between the characters but what's the mother's point of view right because she does not seem browbeaten into this vegan uh, christmas dinner at all like they all seem down with it by the way i couldn't help noticing even when the father says or i guess the whatever son-in-law whatever says we grew it all in our backyard. Boy, another kind of Portlandia little yeah. nod, kind of. Um, but it seems like, you know, both of the, let's say, host parents, the, the middle-aged couple, they both seem totally happy with this. So yeah. then at the end, why does she suddenly give give it up and say, yeah, I wish you could eat that pig ornament too? So here's what I was confused about. When I watched this commercial for the first time, I thought, oh, vegan Christmas, Hallmark, the joke is going to be on the vegans, right? Like, mm-hmm. they're going to be the butt of the joke because... Middle America has no patience with West Coast vegan Christmas, right? Mm -hmm. But the ad doesn't exactly seem to sort of piss all over the vegans. I mean, a little bit. It's sort of like a little jokey. But the takeaway isn't that they are the villains or that they are really stupid. Uh, 
Um, it's just sort of like generational conflict or generational misunderstanding. That seems to be the main kind of thrust of the joke. Yeah. So I'm actually pretty surprised because veganism, I think for middle America, which I think of as sort of the hallmark demographic, is not mainstream at all. So I'm sort of surprised that it's been introduced into this commercial as as a legitimate lifestyle choice, for lack of a better phrase. Yeah, not that the joke always has to be on somebody, but it's very unclear who the joke is on yeah. in this case or what the point of the commercial is. Because I like think it's say, about generational differences. Yeah, I guess you're right because it's, it, it certainly does not demonize the vegan family no. and it doesn't demonize the meat-craving grandfather no, either. exactly. And I think so in a weird way um, – this is a weird word to use about a Hallmark commercial, but it's oddly progressive. Yeah, it is. Now, is that why you said it was daring? I was going to ask yeah, you Yeah, yeah. I mean, dare, daring is a probably an overstatement, but I think it it has a, a slight progressive element to it that I found charming and surprising. Now, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to play the very end of it one last time, and um, we're going to examine that final line okay. once more with the audience. You guys with us? Take a listen. Um. No ham. No ham. But I got you this. <laughs> I wish I could eat it. <laughs> Me too. So maybe, like, first of all, I want to say I really like the mom in this. Yeah. I would watch a sitcom with this mom character. I love the look that she gives her dad. Like, she seems really sympathetic. And I'm, he's warm, too. You know, he, everybody's he's very likable come around in this. a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I actually, yeah, the more I'm even talking about this with you, the more I really kind of like the ad because it doesn't take the piss out of anybody. It's yeah. a very warm commercial without being saccharine. And I'm going to say when the mom says me, too, I think she doesn't mean I wish I could eat it. She means I just want you to be happy yeah. i think that everybody's everybody wins in this ad hallmark good on you good on you merry christmas hallmark yeah uh let's see what else do we have on the list genevieve um oh this is your favorite oh. now i'll just play the i'll play the music below but, but there's no audio so this is your if you favorite haven't seen this ad, ad let me tell you please go watch it it is if you are a cat lover especially it is so charming you're crowning this the genevieve has holiday commercial 2015 well right? this is the one that just has charmed me the most and i i noticed it uh right away when the holiday season started uh, it's Elton John's uh, Sorry Seems to Be the Hardest Word uh, over uh, kind of you know home video footage of a bunch of cats who are sadly dressed up in Santa Claus outfits and elf outfits and snowman outfits. Um, and they just look really glum as cats tend to look when you make them wear little outfits. It's essentially, uh, oh, there's, it's dressed as a turkey. Yeah, this is the worst. We cannot do a podcast where we watch cat ads and then try to talk about it because the whole thing is just going to devolve into, oh, it's dressed like it's a turkey. Like a turkey. Uh, anyway, you guys should watch it. No, the point of the ad is that you, we see all these cats who are being forced to wear these cute little outfits. And then at the end, the line says, Help them forgive and forget. Yeah. So, so make so uh, apologize to your cat for all of your it's your holiday aggressions uh, vis-a-vis cat clothes and give it some temptations. But and I as the owner of cat two treats. cats, uh, I I totally get it and I find it adorable. And also, if you dress your animals up, um, you are evil. Right? Can we make that a statement? Can I we mean, both get I behind guess, that as, a, as an after these messages uh, official declaration? Your mileage, may, your your mileage may vary. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, all right. Oh, here's one. Now, this is one that is playing in our media market because uh. it's for the California lottery. And you see this fella. He's at a bar, and he's uh, getting up from the bar. There's a piano player, and he leaves the piano player some sort of a tip in a, in a golden envelope with a red bow on it. Then he's walking down the street at night, heading heading back home. And, oh, on the, on the sidewalk, there's a saxophone player. And so he gives him the same kind of envelope as a as a tip and and he goes around town giving all these buskers these little gold envelopes and then what we learn is he's not tipping them with money he is tipping them with false hope (laughs) false hope california lottery holiday scratchers and you and i were watching tv the other night and this came on and we were both like oh screw you like this commercial kind of made us mad but really Having slept on it, there's nothing wrong with this commercial. You and I are just not big on the lottery. No, it's true. I mean, it's it's basically that I I object to the lottery on principle. I find it to be a tax on the poor, um, and I just it annoys me. I think what annoys me about those scratchers commercials is that they are so dressed up as like sort of a it feels like a fancy holiday booze ad to me you know mm-hmm. yep yeah uh, it's, it's filmed in that kind of rich style it could easily be mcconaughey walking down those easily, lonely yeah. city you know, streets like lone walking down with like a like a fancy bottle of bourbon or something and i guess it's just annoying to me that like it's this idea of uh leaving a worthless lottery ticket in a bunch of buskers uh tip hats spreading holiday cheer I mean, I'm just a Grinch. I admit it, but but I think it's my basic bias against the lottery. Yeah, you're not a Grinch about Christmas. You're a Grinch. I'm a Grinch about, about the lottery. lottery. Well, yeah. leave them some money. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's okay. So that's the first big thing I wanted to mention is if I'm a piano player at the bar, and how much is a scratcher? I think it's like five bucks, maybe five or ten bucks. Yeah, I think a lot of them are actually maybe ten dollars. I think so. I should have done some oh research my God, on this. Think how sad that p- piano player is that he didn't get ten dollars. Yeah, you wouldn't spent you rather get five $10 or ten dollars for nothing? And he could have had $10. Exactly. So in this case, if you're actually going around giving buskers I know, By the way, tips, I know we're going to get letters about this. Because you think that people will support the lottery yes. more? Maybe. I also wonder how off I am in my estimation of 5 to 10 bucks for yeah, a scratcher. Yeah, we could be wrong on that. I think I'm, I think I'm right. Look it up but, right now. Well, I don't even know where to begin. Just this could take like, us. I don't know, Google holiday scratchers. I think that's a thing. Oh, there are $1 scratchers, $2 scratchers. You can go all the way up to $30 scratchers. All right. So we don't know what kind of scratchers this guy is giving out. (laughs) (laughs) All I know is they asked me when I go into my favorite bar to stop giving people scratchers. But it means something different when I give it to them. It's very specific to you. (laughs) It's the holiday season. I just want everybody to be comfortable. (laughs) Um, Okay, let's talk about a different aspect of this ad then because this is just you and I and our personal opinion about whether or not I'd rather read receive five bucks or like you say a uh, what did you say false hope like i would rather just take the five bucks but also if we want to critique the ad as well where the hell is this guy is he in like some sort of arts district because like (laughs) the buskers that he passed i just realized that the first one okay he leaves a bar with a piano player okay i'm with you then he goes outside then he passes a uh, saxophone player i'm with you on that you'll see a, a you know somebody but then it's like unless he's walking for days like how is his next group of people he comes across is is a violinist it's not even just a violinist it's a small chamber orchestra of young women or old girls i don't even know it's also an extreme glorification of of like busker culture it's all these like very exactly. comfortable looking people uh busking and like none of them are just like a, a homeless guy with a guitar and a right. harmonic at all they all seem like you know really well dressed no buskers but then and then on top of that 
nobody's standing around watching any of these well-dressed musicians play. Like, how is it that there are three young women who are dressed up playing, you know, a string, I guess? Well, let me tell you, it's as realistic as the possibility that one of those scratches will be of any value. (laughs) That's probably right. Um, So that is the California lottery holiday. Vote no at the lottery. Uh, that so that do you want to get behind that as a after these messages official declaration? What have we declared so far? <laughs> if you if you dress up your animals, you're a bad okay. person, and vote no on the lottery yeah. this election season. That's right. Um, Walmart sharing with others. You have some things to say about this ad. Oh, Walmart. Ah, oh, Walmart. Are you going to be cranky about this one too? Yeah, I'm. I'm. Cranky. Are you cranky about this one? This one I just find befuddling. Well. It's not a terrible ad in and of itself. Do you want to you want to play it? I'll narrate it. Yeah. Uh, so there's a, a woman and her her young son. They're walking through the aisles at Walmart, and she tells him to pick out a present, uh, and he picks one out. It's that time of year. See anything you like? When we pick out just the right gifts for those we love the most. <gasps> and he picks out a cute doll. This is it, Mom. I want this. That's a great. Choice. So I'm going to pause it there because at this point in the commercial. We're thinking, oh, that's interesting. They're not making a huge deal of it, but you see a little boy in the toy section. You don't expect him to grab a doll. Yeah. Maybe they're just kind it's of. It's a doll in a pink case. It's, and I thought, how, Walmart, how progressive and interesting that you would have a little boy pick out a doll. Enjoyment truly comes when we learn to give to others. Hey, <laughs> And it doesn't matter how big or small. But actually, he was picking it out for a little girl. Um, And I don't know what the relationship is between his family and this other family, but... It sounds. It seems like he he kind of picked it out for maybe a, his mother's boyfriend's daughter. The whole thing. There is so much going on in this ad, and it doesn't make sense because then he's giving it to this little girl who opens it up, and she's excited. But then in the background, you see his mom is being proposed to by a fella. Yeah, right, so it must be his couch. potential stepsister. So it must be his potential stepsister. But there's just like a lot of messages going on here. You've set us up pretty early in this ad to think that you're kind of challenging gender norms. Not that I think you have to do that. But no. it just you just sort of it I guess feels a little like kid that's where pick the out com- their own Christmas present. So What's maybe, that? I guess it would be weird if he was picking out his own Christmas. That's present. true. So maybe you maybe our brains just went there and they weren't supposed to. But and then so then we realize that it's an ad about giving, but it's also an ad about proposing on the holidays. It's just I don't know. I feel like the whole thing is a little bit muddled. It is muddled, although it's very sweet. I mean, there's just a, it's it's sweet, but without a lot of focus. And I also just get uh, sort of irritated and uh, cranky about Walmart lecturing people about uh, the value of generosity when they are uh, Hmm. so notoriously ungenerous to their own employees. And again, so that's not exactly the ad wizard's fault. That's just us being kind of hung up on the product itself. Yeah. Uh, let's go back in time here a little bit. Let's go back to a simpler time. The year was <laughs> a 2009. A more erotically complex yeah. time. <laughs> exactly. I'll bet you there are a lot of people who know just by you saying that exactly <laughs> yeah, and, which and we, ad we're digging up here. We did have an ad council member send this in a while ago, so <laughs> yeah. thank you. Oh, it was sent in by Abby, I believe. Yeah, I thanks, remember Abby. we were talking about it. Um so this is the Folgers Christmas commercial from 2009. I was oblivious to this until Abby sent this 
into us. I remember it. But it turns out, like, th- this is a commercial that was very, very, very much talked about. Yes. So, and has been. I mean, this is a 2009 ad that I just saw was written up again in um, uh, an Ad Week article from, I think, two weeks ago. The People titillation will with- not stop. So, this is the <laughs> ad that is entitled Brother and Sister. And you see a young woman looking kind of wistfully out the window on, I assume, Christmas morning. And she definitely has the look of somebody who's maybe waiting for her lover to arrive. And then uh, a young man about her age does show up at the door. I must have the wrong house. Sister. Ah, there's the big reveal. She points at herself and says, sister. Which is also just the weirdest (laughs) writing. I mean, is she trying to distinguish between... Love. I mean, what was the other option for that? I mean, it's it's so weird. You know, I have a brother. When we see each other for the first time, and after a few months, I don't point at myself and say, "It's sister? me, sister." And she doesn't even say, "It's me." That's actually yeah. somewhat more normal because I guess he's making a joke like, "I've been away for a long time, and you've grown up. I must have the wrong house." And she's just like, "Sister." I honestly think they wrote that in to make the distinction oh, between them right. being uh, yeah. white bro- husband and wife or boyfriend and girlfriend. Maybe they even just had to reshoot that one. So these th- this brother and sister are super psyched to see each other. Yeah, and I mean, oh, I hella so psyched. They waited up all night for you, you know. It's a long way from West Africa. Oh, real coffee. I brought you something from far away. He hands her a little box with a red bow on it. <laughs> really? Oh, she takes off the red bow and puts it on him. What are you doing? You're my present this year. Okay, long, <laughs> meaningful eye contact. I mean, the camera is like zoomed in tightly on yeah. both of their faces with a soft focus, and they are both giving each other the most bedroom eyes. They you are eye fucking like nobody's business. And then I guess okay, the parents interrupt. Thank God. Yeah. And so the parents come in with a big bag of blue balls uh, <laughs> <laughs> and break up this little incestuous union. I mean. I didn't. I can't remember Abby's letter. She sent this in a long time ago. Abby actually disagrees that this that this seems inappropriate to her, and I and she says that she she doesn't get what the sort of uh, all the hullabaloo is about. But I, I have to disagree. I I I find it to be uncomfortable. That eye contact moment between them. There is this pregnant pause between the brother and sister that lasts way too long before the parents come in, and that is what prompted the creation of what uh, I think you're about to play, which is an extended, they call it an extended cut version of this commercial, but it's really a parody version of the commercial. The whole commercial plays as is with the real original actors, and then it picks up with uh, stand-in actors at the moment when the parents walk in. (laughs) What are you doing? You're my present this year. The best part of waking up is folders in your car. See? I smelled it. He's back. Diane, you have to leave. What? What are you guys talking about? We know what's going on here. We know you're trying to f- each other. What? No. Oh, please. Brothers and sisters, don't look at each other like that. He sent you to West Africa for a reason, <laughs> Ryan, to separate you and your sister. You're crazy! Oh, yeah? What's this? He's my present this year. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're f- ah! Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm your son, and I'm in love with your daughter. Oh. 
Ryan. Okay, you know what? what you guys know where the joke goes from there. Yeah. But it is, it's actually pretty funny. You told me that you found this parody, and I was kind of like, uh, I don't know. I didn't even really kind of want to watch it, and I kind of uh, reluctantly clicked on it, but it's actually pretty well done. Yeah. I'm into it. It, it. it totally keys in on what is so unpleasant about that first, about the original commercial. Now, that leads us to another incest ad. This one, uh, more up to date. This is actually from And this much more year. intentional. And much, much more intentional. It's from something called... Mobistar, and I don't know what that is. This is an ad that has. Is I think it's run- a European cell phone company or, it, or a cell phone plan. It's company. some sort of a cell phone plan, yeah, and it's it's from overseas somewhere, and it's this long ad. This is another one of those like ninety second ads where it is beautifully shot. And it's like one of those holiday romantic meet cute ads where you see a woman with her friends trying to ice skate on a pond somewhere and she stumbles a little bit into a man's arms and then they have a little moment and then they separate and go back off with their own little groups and then time passes and I think he sees her on a subway platform as her train pulls away and he tries to contact her again but it's just you know they're having all these near misses such a near miss and then I'm trying to think oh then they then they're out they're both out walking their dogs similar dogs by the way and they run into each other again and finally without even saying a word they just kiss and it's just shot in that just meticulous yeah, very cinematic way. Very, very cinematic. And then they kiss and they separate again without saying anything. And then the camera follows her as she then makes her way to a holiday party. She for her with her family. With her family, she's saying hello. Like all these family members come out. It's a very warm feeling, and she's hugging everybody and saying hello. And then who's at the party, Genevieve? It's her mystery man, and they link hands, and they're looking into each other's eyes, and then her uncle comes up to her and says, oh, your cousin, he's really changed, hasn't he? Did you recognize him? And then they just both look at each other. I almost wonder if this was inspired by all the hoopla of the accidental incest of the Folgers Crystals ad? I don't know. It's pretty funny. I mean, also, that Folgers ad is pretty old. It's, it's uh, you know, gosh... You know, six years old. Six years old at this point. Seven years old at this point. Yeah, um, this ad is very clever. It's it's beautifully shot, and it really does take you along on a ride where you're sort of rooting for this couple to to make it work. And then when the turn happens, and you realize that they're cousins, and that the joke is, and the the pitch for the product is stay in touch with your family more. Right. Uh, so that you don't accidentally make out with your cousin. Yeah, the stay in touch with your family tagline is what really won me over Yeah, on this, I mean, it's it's pretty cheeky. It's pretty funny. Um, and I, I think it's wonderful. And it got a, I think it got a fair amount of play. It's, it, it, got, it, pretty, it went viral pretty quickly. It brings to mind for me the um, thing that you were talking about at the top of the show about how in England the holiday season is when these ad agencies and the companies they represent – spare no expense in rolling out these long, elaborate, super beautiful, high-concept ads around this time of year. Yeah, this is an incredibly stark difference between American TV Christmas and holiday commercials and UK and European holiday commercials. I believe that that Mobistar ad is uh, maybe Spanish or I I think it's European, but it certainly uh, plays on the continent and, and in the UK. Uh, there's an interesting article about this that Adweek ran uh, a couple weeks ago about why Christmas ads aren't as big a deal in the U.S. as they are in the U.K. And uh, I'll, I'll post this uh, link to this ad in, on our Facebook page. But there, there's actually some logic to it or there's a sort of a, some science behind it. There are a couple of, co- of companies that are just 
uh, every year the UK uh, audiences wait for them kind of the way we wait for Super Bowl ads. And in fact, uh, Christmas ads are to the UK and to the EU in some ways what the what the Super Bowl ads are to the US. So so there's that there's that element to it, right? Like that we have the mm-hmm. Super Bowl, and so uh, retailers kind of hold back their their big guns and their their major firepower for the Super Bowl because they know that they're going to have these guaranteed like millions and millions of eyeballs. But another thing that this uh, article in Adweek was pointing out was that American retailers just aren't quite as comfortable with this kind of like mini movie approach to doing advertising and doing commercials that some European and, and English retailer or British retailers are. When, when it's not as obvious to them what the payoff is, uh, they aren't as willing to invest the tremendous amount of money and resources that go into these little movies. So that's why you see in America a lot of holiday ads that are very focused on you know price or features, and it's very mm-hmm. much focused on the product. Whereas you see like the Sainsbury's ad or this John, these John Lewis ads in the UK that almost seem totally disconnected from the products or the services that the retailers sell, and it's much more about you know, how the product makes you feel or how the company makes you feel. Yeah, I think the article mentioned some phrase on the lines of the the U.S. retailers aren't as comfortable with the post and pray model or something yes. like that. In other words, you post your ad and you just pray that it connects with people, but it may be a kind of a long tail right. type of situation. Exactly. Like, you know, just like really kind of cementing the idea of a company in the consumer's head as opposed to look at the great deals you can get this weekend. Having said all of that, the Super Bowl comparison totally makes sense to me. You know, the the retailers... And that happens in, like, like January or February, so it's it's sort it's of within the, the same, same season. Yeah. And why would you... I mean, aren't those Super Bowl ads exactly like these? They're, like, they're long, they're high concept, they're high production value, and often... I mean, look at the Budweiser horses. It's not about, dog, like, how, how good ad. is the beer? No, it's about the Clydesdales yep. and, and pulling on the heartstrings. But I think American advertisers... Uh, are sort of known for doing that. And the Super Bowl is such a special moment in American television, right? Because they're so they're guaranteed eyeballs in a way that mm-hmm. you just aren't going to have with any particular holiday moment. Ho- the holiday is a period, but it's not a time when you know everyone. There's not one moment when you know everyone's going to be singing in front of their television. Right, right. Now, here's one that is not as sappy. So I don't know if this really fits into that category, but it's an ad that a bunch of people sent into us that, is airing in England. This particular one is for a, a PC World store called Curry's, but I think I've seen a... Um, I think Curry's is like their best buy. Yeah, I think it's like their best buy, and I swear I also saw a more generic one of the same exact spot that is just for the Microsoft Surface, but either way, the reason I want to play it is because it's got Jeff Goldblum in it, and any time... This is another After These Messages declaration. Any time <laughs> we can play Jeff Goldblum on this show, you damn well better believe We're Drawing a lot of lines in the sand today. (laughs) We really are. This is probably our last episode. Um, So set this up for us, Genevieve. Uh, You got a a husband and wife, kind of middle aged, sitting on the couch Christmas morning. He's giving her her present and she's opening it. I think I know what this is. You don't. (laughs) It's a jigsaw puzzle. Eight beans. It's a thousand pieces. Wow. The man at the shop tried to sell me the 800 piece. She's not totally psyched with the gift. She is underwhelmed. She is underwhelmed, to say the least. And even their son is on the floor just like kind of shaking his head in embarrassment (laughs) for his father, who seems 
to not even realize what a stinker of a gift this is. But don't worry. Somebody named Jeff is going to come to the rescue soon. I love it. Okay. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hi, I'm Jeff Goldblum. Uh, I think I can help um, Maggie, I'm not going to lie, as a choice of a main gift. Gee, that's odd. Martin, it's, it's really odd. But here's the solution. Acting. Acting. If I could take your place, I'm going to show you a little something, if I may. So he pushes Maggie, the wife, out of the way, and he uh, sits down, takes her place, and they end up trading glasses. I'm going to be you. Watch this. Here, give me your glasses. Let me, let's change your persona. There we go. Yeah, there am I. Do I look like Maggie to you? Can you accept <laughs> me as Maggie for the purpose of this demonstration? Okay. I'm Maggie. I'm going to open this... Uh, gift, but instead of the baked beans, I'm going to imagine that I'm finding that uh, item that I left so many unsubtle hints about these last couple of months. The Intel-powered Microsoft Surface. What is it? What is it? Here we go. How did you know? How did you know? Goldblum is selling it. exactly (laughs) what I wanted. How did you know? I expected. I didn't expect that. She surprised me. Oh, now the husband—they're embracing. Everyone's buying it. What do you like? And that's the scene. That's good. And then Martin, the father, starts kissing. Goes it. Goes Goldblum because uh, he's really he's really been transfixed by the Bluminator. If Goldblum is on your couch, making love to you with his eyes, might want to make love to you with his eyes. Right, just go for it. Right, absolutely. And then my favorite line: "That's the scene. That's good. That's it's good that you that you do what moves you. But that's the idea. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, the idea is don't get stinky gifts like uh, jigsaw puzzles of baked beans instead." Get yourself, uh, or I say, I guess, get your wife a Microsoft Surface. Yes. Can I tell you, Andrew? We we can't do it in this episode, but I I want to uh, plant a flag here and say we will do an episode where we focus on celebrity appearances in foreign ads because there's a mm. really good one that someone sent in uh, of uh, Tommy Lee Jones in a Japanese commercial for something or other. Um, and then there, there are just there's some great examples of like American movie stars appearing in very weird uh, foreign product ads. Really, I'm a little disappointed because I thought you were going to say we're going to do a whole show of nothing but Jeff Goldblum featured ads. I'm also fine with that. that. I would. I'm willing to change the name of the podcast. <laughs> the, every I don't know what what's happening to me. The older I get, the more I'm in love with him. Yeah. Is he getting better? Am I just slow to catch up? Like what's going on? He, I, the man know, is magic. I think I think there are two lines uh, converging. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Let's move on to our next segment. Uh, Again, still holiday-related, you have a link posted into our show page here that I'm going to click on, and I'm going to listen to the voice, and I'm going to have to guess the voice actor. Now, I know nothing about this. Am I allowed to click on it now, or no, is it me, too l- soon? Let me set it up for just okay. a second. So every year, kind of the way what we were just talking about, um, there are a couple of retailers in, in the UK that everyone waits every year in the same way that Americans wait for the kind of like the Budweiser Super Bowl ad to see, like, what's it going to be this year? Every year, uh, Sainsbury's, which is a supermarket chain there, does a big uh, holiday, almost like a mini, a teeny movie of, uh, you know, for for the holiday. This year, uh, Sainsbury's big holiday ad was called Mog the Cat, uh, or Mog's Big Adventure, I think. Okay. Uh, And it's kind of a live action with a little bit of uh, CGI 
uh, magic uh, story about a, a house cat and its uh, Christmas Eve adventure in a house. We won't go through the whole ad. It's quite long. It's a couple of minutes long. I may need all that time, though. Does you she, may need all that time. Does this woman narrate the whole thing? The woman narrates the whole thing. And in fact, it's great for this uh, because uh, you can really hear the story through her words. So why don't you go ahead and play it? Okay. But let's, let it play. Even if you think you know who it is, just let it play a little bit. Okay. Um, if I think I know, though, okay, you I can... will tell you that I, that I think I know, but okay. I'll hold my tongue. It was Christmas Eve. And everyone in the Thomas family was dreaming sweet dreams. I think I know. Mickey and Debbie <laughs> were dreaming about what Santa would bring them. Mr. Thomas was dreaming of a new bat. Mrs. Thomas was dreaming of... Something else. Finally, of course, we have Mog. Mog was not dreaming sweet dreams. Mog was having a nightmare. Mog's a cat. Right, you want to guess? Okay, it's time for me to guess. Is it Dame Judy Dench? <gasps> no! Damn it, then I don't think I know. Oh. Um, let me think here. So She's t- going to keep talking okay. here. Okay. Do I have the right kind of generation, the right age? Not quite. As the neighbors gathered, the fireman told everyone how Mog had saved the day. She deserves a medal. I think she'd rather have an egg. But there was no egg for Mog. There was no Christmas at all. I am absolutely befuddled. I don't know. Is it Bridget Jones? No, she's not even. This is a real British lady. Oh yes, she's not really British. No, I I have no idea who who is it. Um, All right, Um, she was in uh, one of our, I think, our favorite uh, political dramas. Oh, in the loop. No. One of our favorite political dramas. It's not in the loop. Um, political drama. TV show or? No, a movie. A movie? The American President, which I watched for the first time last night? No, not that one. So it's not Michael Douglas. Uh, it was not, it's not Michael Douglas. Okay. We're narrowing she's it a, down. She's a British woman, but she was in a, a, a drama, a political drama about an American, an American political drama where she played an American woman. Yeah, I'm not getting anything from that. I don't know. Um... She was in a Jane Austen adaptation. Was it Pride and Prejudice? No. That's the only movie I've seen that Jane Austen. <laughs> <Okay>. uh, <laughs> she, she was. In, I was going to give it away. She's in Love Actually. I don't know who's in Love Actually. No, no. I'm sorry. I lost this one. Uh, do we have a Do we have a, a chorus of people yelling "boo" or anything like that? Because uh, yeah, I, I, um, I, I. Do you want me to give it to you? That's what I get. That's what I earn myself. All right. You want me to tell you? All right. It's Emma Thompson. Oh, Emma Thompson. What what? And I recognized her without having to look it up. That's so. That's my test for when I pick one for you. Is like I can't have to look it up to know. This is really. I mean, yes, it's. A fa- I'm not trying to make excuses. Yes, I failed this straight out. But also, this is a failure of me knowing who celebrities are because I couldn't. I don't think I could even point out Emma Thompson to you if I saw a visual of her. What does what? she look like? Are you kidding? What me? movie were you talking about where she's in a Primary Colors? Oh, that I think that's one of yours. Like I've seen that. I think I saw that once. Like you know who you, Emma Thompson is. I'm looking her up now. Yeah, barely. Honestly, really? I wouldn't have been able to pick She's her a out huge really. Star. No, I know. I'm an idiot. No, there's no doubt about that. But yeah, no, that that wouldn't that one is just All totally right. lost on me. Anyway, so what am I? Now I'm I'm uh, 3 and 1. You're 3 and 1. It's not the worst. <laughs> Everybody's talking at me. 
I don't hear words of saying Only the echoes of my mind All right, this is the part of the show where we hear from you guys, our ad council. And Genevieve, uh, we have a voicemail. This is our very, very first voicemail. The voicemail number, by the way, 607 444 Five five nine seven. That's six zero seven four 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 five five nine seven. And what is this first voicemail that we got? Yeah, this is our first voicemail. Thank you so much to listener Chris uh, for calling in and for calling our attention to some unintentional gender stereotyping regarding that uh, Darth Vader Passat ad from a few years ago. Hey, Andrew and Genevieve, this is Chris from Portland. I was just calling. I just listened to the Star Wars uh, show. And I had a bone to pick about the Volkswagen commercial with the Darth Vader kid doing the force on everything. And, uh, you know, we assume that it's a little boy, but one of the kind of genius things about the commercial is that a little girl it would look exactly the same in that costume, and they make no reference to the gender. And, in fact, the only children's room they show is a little girl's room. And there was some controversy when the commercial came out. It's really non-troversy, but some controversy that, this was a sort of a gender-bending thing of having a girl dress up as Darth Vader. But anyway, I kind of thought it was cool, the fact that, you know, it could be anybody under that costume, but we make those as assumptions. And so I thought it was kind of an interesting thing to bring up. You guys are doing great. I love the show. And uh, keep it up. Thanks a lot. Bye. Oh, yeah, sure. You love the show, but you're just calling me a sexist. <laughs> oh, right, no, whatever. Chris, you, you absolutely <laughs> were 100% right to make that point. Andrew uh, noted to me later that he actually looked up the actor who was in the co- in the costume. I think it, you said, Andrew, it is actually a little boy actor. Yeah, so here's the deal. And, but, Chris, you're absolutely right, actually. That's a very, very interesting point. I will say that before we recorded the last episode, just out of curiosity, I was poking around, and, and I saw that the actor is um, a kid named Max Page, who's also been in some... Could it be Maxine? Uh, no, it's it's a boy. I, I looked at, right. at the photos, and he's been in some uh, soap operas and stuff like that. But th- I'm not trying to say that, like, oh, that's why I assumed it was a boy, because I didn't know that. I'd seen the ad a million times before I knew that was a boy under there, and I think the point is is interesting. And I want to call out something that I said that stuck in my brain uh, from last episode that is especially egregious. I'm describing this kid going around the house trying to use the force on things, and the first thing he tries to use the force on is a doll that is sitting on a child's bed. And I said, so the little boy or the little kid goes into his sister's room and tries to use the force on one of her dolls. And I was just kind of saying that in the heat of the moment, you know, we're trying to watch the commercial and talk about it at the same time, but there's no doubt about it. In my head, that's probably what yeah. was going on. But why did I have to be that specific about it? All it was was a we never see a sister. We have as far even if it was a boy, why couldn't the boy have a doll? Yeah, you know? no, we we are we are so conditioned to uh, assign certain things to certain genders. And and as much as you and I, I think, think of ourselves as progressive and uh, would never want to uh, intentionally make children or, or anyone uh, adhere to particular gender roles, we make these assumptions. And it's so great to be called out on that. And I, I, I'm so glad that Chris brought this up. The Vader was a woman. <laughs> what else we got? Well, we had one more uh, listener, James writes. My wife and I went out for our anniversary this weekend, and we decided to see The Martian at the local AMC. Uh, Right before the trailers started, they were playing a bunch of commercials. Most of these were for candy, new TV shows, other fun stuff. And then seemingly out of nowhere, 
Uh, we were very matter-of-factly educated about the dangers of pneumococcal pneumonia by Tim Daly <laughs> from Wings. Okay, so he's the he's the he's guy the that, handsome brother who's not he's not Tony the, Shalhoub. He's <laughs> not the goofy mechanic guy, and he's not uh, Blondie McBlonde. Right, Emma and, he, and he's not and he's not the more goofy brother. Right. Okay. Gotcha. He's the main. He's like he was handsome yeah, McGee. I remember handsome yeah. McGee. Yeah, uh, I recognize his voice. Tim Daly from Wings. So, and then seemingly out of nowhere. Uh, we were very matter-of-factly educated about the dangers of pneumococcal pneumonia by Tim Daly from Wings. Um, so could you just play this ad uh, of Tim Daly educating this couple about pneumococcal pneumonia? Yes, and not to brag, I did no prep for this show, so I have not actually even seen this yet. This is, by the way, a campaign called Who Knew, spelled P-N-E-U, <laughs> which really only works in a print medium. You might know me from such educational films as <laughs> P is for pneumonia. <laughs> Want anything? No. I had enough last night. I'm a 50-something now, you know. Come on. 50 is the new 30. (laughs) Am I right? Hey, Tim Daly. You probably don't have to worry about stuff like that. (laughs) Actually, I started thinking a little differently about my health when I turned 50. Did you know our immune system weakens as we age, increasing our risk of diseases like pneumococcal pneumonia? (laughs) What? Right? Pneumococcal pneumonia, a serious lung disease that can spread when people... He's got one of those cool shirts that are made to be untucked, by the way. You've been trying to sell me on those for a while. Was it because of this Tim Daly ad? No, but, uh, you know, he's not selling me on the dangers of pneumococcal pneumonia. He's definitely selling me on the... (laughs) on the virtues of the untucked button down. Do you want me to keep going on this? No, I think we got the gist. Um, That's wonderful. Listener James goes on, uh, I guess it's worth mentioning that we live in Florida, so it's probably the right market, Uh, but we are in our 20s or 30s, and now we have one more thing to worry about when we get to 50. (laughs) Yeah, how to pronounce it. That's the thing. Pneumococcal pneumonia? Pneumococcal pneumonia. Okay. So everybody, if you are 50 or older, please, uh, I don't know, see your doctor. A couple of points. First of all, I absolutely love, I hope this doesn't sound like a backhanded brag or something like that, but so far, this is, what, episode seven we're working on now. One of the biggest pleasures of doing this show is knowing that when people see commercials, whether they're in a movie theater at home or during the football game, they will send us emails. And by the way, we have a Facebook page, After These Messages Show on Facebook, and our Gmail account is After These Messages Show at gmail.com. And I love the fact that like we'll see a spike during, let's say, Football Sunday, because people are just kind of watching ads and like, oh, we got to tell the guys about yes. this one. So if you Keep have that urge, them. please uh, please act on it. And we really do appreciate it. And it kind of it, it warms my pneumococcles when <laughs> you guys do that. <laughs> so uh, thank you so much for that. Secondly, and I don't know if this is at all interesting to anybody but you and me, Veeves, but just the idea of sitting in an AMC theater watching the the mix of commercials and promos for other movies and stuff, it just makes me miss the 20. Are we the only people who remember the 20? Yeah, we're going to have to cut this out. because No, we're not anything. cutting this out. All right, I want you guys to email us again after these messages show at gmail.com. When Genevieve and I, I'm going to say it's about 10 years ago, when we would go see movies before the official trailers would begin, there would be something that they called the 20. And I guess it was like 20 minutes of kind of a mix of ads and promotional material little like fake documentaries about films trivia that, questions trivia questions yeah. i loved it i missed the 20s so much we every time we go to the movies now we we joke around oh I, we got to get there in time to see the 20 <laughs> that's right do we have any other um emails to go through not this week so let's wrap it up you can sell anything you can sell anything Thank you again, guys, so much for joining us this week. Again, the 
Gmail address is after these messages show at gmail.com. We are on Facebook at After These Messages Show. And our voicemail line, please give us a call, is 607-444-5597. And if you are so inclined, uh, we would not be sad to get uh, an iTunes review from you. Oh, that's right. You can go ahead and review us on iTunes. And if you want to tell your friends about us, we're on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iTunes. All right, guys. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. You can sell.